Hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is a show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey. Um, by myself this week, uh, so we're looking at another list episode, but that's okay, I've got a fun list for you. It's gonna be a top 10 this week, but before we get into that, of course, I gotta let you know that uh, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Of course, we're on social media, check us out at Geek World Order on Twitter and Instagram, look us up on Facebook, Geek Row Order, and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Like both of those pages and follow us. Of course, we're also on uh, all of the major podcast provider platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google, all of them. Man. If, wherever you want to subscribe to the podcast, go ahead, hit that subscribe, leave a comment and a review, and we will love you for it. Alright, so today we are taking a look at my top 10 favorite 80s cartoon vehicles. So this is an interesting list because there are so many vehicles on that we could consider. And even though I was, I was kind of constructing this list, I had a lot of questions come up. A lot of questions that really affected how this list kind of shaped itself. So the first question I had... Do Transformers count? And that is a really interesting one. Because, I mean, nobody really rides them. Like, they're not... Or at least pilots them. <clears throat> um, maybe a little different story when we get into Headmasters. But, for the most part, the, uh, the vehicles aren't piloted. And they're sentient. But then I asked myself, does Turbo Teen count? He, he's a human that turns into a car. But I'm like, well, he's sentient. And he doesn't exactly drive. He drives himself. So, once again. And then I had another question. Do the Centurions count? Because they, I guess they're vehicles to say are more armor pieces that connect to them, and they, yeah. So I had a lot of questions here. So I came up with some rules for this list. Uh, first off, I'm only using one vehicle per series, because some series have a lot of vehicles, but I think I'm just going to limit to my favorite vehicle from those series. And so with those questions above, I had to include, um, I decided that, I am not allowing sentient vehicles. Um, so yeah, so no Transformers, no Turbo Teen. Um, also kind of runs into the next one, but the vehicle had to be featured in an animated series. Uh, there are definitely some 80s cartoons out there. I'm sorry, some 80s franchises that have memorable vehicles, but their vehicles were not featured in animated form. Uh, so you will not be seeing Kit on this list from Knight Rider. Because there was never a Knight Rider cartoon. And he... And that's sort of the borderline of the questionable. Because he's also a sentient vehicle. So he's in and of himself his own character. Uh, but yeah, so there's kind of the... The requisite rules here. So let's get on 
to the list. All right, so coming at number 10 on this list, because we're doing a top 10 list here, are, um, so hear me out, guys, guitar motorcycles. Yeah, these are from Gem and the Holograms. They're just, they're not like, you know, weird gimmicky thing. They're literally just motorcycles shaped like guitars and that the Misfits have. I, I know, this is an already insane concept, but I guess there's really not much you can say about these. They're literally just mo motorcycles that are shaped like guitars, but that's the 80s for you because somebody had to have ripped a massive line of coke and then said, hey, let's give them motorcycles. Awesome. But they're shaped like guitars. That's like, you know, Rick and Morty level meme here. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody ripped a massive line of coke coming up with that one. All right, so moving along here to number nine on the list is the attack tank from He-Man. So, of course, Eternia. Very questionable about the technology of Eternia, because the entire series of He-Man looks like it's set in some kind of medieval territory. And a lot of the transport is animal-based, stuff like, you know, Cringer and Battle Cat. But then you get the attack van. I'm sorry, the attack tank. But, guys... This thing is literally just an all-terrain van. It is like your typical 70s, 80s era big old box van. With, instead of four tires, it's got four tank treads. So yes, once again, somebody's coming up with these vehicle concepts after just ripping massive lines of coke. Because... That's, that's that's the joke, right? Everyone just... The cocaine is free-flowing in the 80s, and it doesn't hurt anybody. But... Oh, boy. But, dude, yeah. This thing is literally a van that just crawls over everything. And to be fair, this van's got some decent speed. And it can pretty much encounter any terrain... But it's just, it just completely made me scratch my head when I first saw this thing. I, I think I just like this vehicle so much because it's so out there of a concept. And I love out there concepts. And let's face it, you know, hey, we need more toy. Like, we got the action figures, but we need something extra. We need a playset. Well, we've got the castles... Nah, we don't need a castle. Let's give He-Man a van. I'm sorry, a van? With tank treads. Alright, you got me. Let's do this. But yeah, that's the attack tank from He-Man. It's literally an all-terrain shagging wagon van. <sighs> Alright, so coming in at number 8 on the list is the Gadget Mobile. From Inspector Gadget. So this thing is actually pretty cool. So just like the versatility of Inspector Gadget himself, his vehicle, of course, is as versatile as he is. Uh, so what you would think is a normal standard police car, 
Although, that police car has got a very nice wedge shape to it. Really got some lines and dynamic on it. But no, this can be a normal vehicle. It can lengthen into a longer vehicle mode. But it can also transform itself into a crime van. So yeah, really cool, right? Uh, good old Inspector Gadget. But once again, I don't know how this guy doesn't just get into car accidents and die all the time from his insane adventures. I mean, I don't know, maybe he's just been rebuilt so many times. Maybe that's what Inspector Gadget is. Maybe he's... Maybe he was just a goofy police officer who died in a car wreck and then rebuilt Million Dollar Man style. All right, I'm going to have to look into the origins of Inspector Gadget because I don't know. I'm just throwing out that there as a kind of a theory. But kind of a dark... Ooh, that's kind of a dark theory. Kind of, kind of the RoboCop mentality, right? I mean, you know, hopefully... Robo... You know, hopefully... Gadget, you know, didn't have as um, gruesome of a meeting of, with his technology that RoboCop did. But yeah, the Gadgetmobile. Although the van mode is actually kind of freaking sweet itself for a van. Um, but moving along to number seven on our list here, the Thunder Tank. That's right. Thunder. Thunder. Thundercats. Oh! Oh, the Thunder Tank, man. So, take the concept of the attack tank from He-Man. So, you've got a, a fairly shaped tank there. Four treads. Pretty maneuverable and speedy. And all-terrain. But, it's going to be a convertible. Yes, this thing is basically the open wheels, like the indie car version of the attack tank from He-Man. But yeah, so it's open. The Thundercats have their ability just to speed on down the highway, through the mountains, the wind just rushing through their luxurious cat hair. I mean, this is the kind of open wheel, this is the kind of open vehicle you could take on your... Just a Sunday afternoon Thundarian picnic. But yeah, Thunder Tank. Great vehicle. Amazing. Super maneuverable. And that's why we're at number seven. Alright, so number six on our list. We're going to the world of Ghostbusters. And probably one of the most iconic vehicles in both a live action and an animated format. And that's right. The Ecto-1. Uh, so, of course, uh, introduced in the original Ghostbusters movies and following our heroes through all of their animated exploits, the Ecto-1 is just a good old hearse. I mean, to be fair, the hearse might have been one of the first crossover vehicles in modern history. You know, nowadays everything kind of has the, the height of an SUV, but with the body more of a but more of the chassis of a car and just overall versatile and useful. Let's face it, you know, you've got four Ghostbusters with literal nuclear accelerators on their backs. 
you know, you've got to have a vehicle that's a tank to cover these things. And you've got to transport traps and ghosts and all the other equipment they need. Uh, but the Ecto-1 comes to the rescue, folks. And let's face it, you hear those sirens coming. Well, you know there's not something good in your neighborhood. But luckily, somebody has already called the Ghostbusters. Alright, so that's going to take it through the top half of our list here. Uh, so we'll be back in just a moment, folks, and we'll go through the uh, remainder of our list here. I'd like to meet you, but I'll bet you're hoping for a hunk. And all I've got to offer is sensitivity, intelligence, and charm. I'm drinking milk, though, and for the next couple seasons, I'll be working out. Milk's about the best thing I can drink right now to help me build strong arms, powerful legs, and a broad chest. And when all my work is done, will you love me just for my body? I can live with that. Milk, it does a body good. Spearmint gum. Wrigley Spearmint? What is Wrigley Spearmint? Well, it's pure chewing satisfaction. Data, please. Cool and refreshing. Chewing enjoyment goes on and on. Analysis? Wrigley Spearmint is pure chewing satisfaction. Yeah. So how come you never talked to me before? Wrigley Spearmint is pure chewing satisfaction. Liberty Call? No, it's Comedy Call. Shake him, Frank, shake him. Careful, don't let me break your arms. Walter Matthau, Jack Nicholson, Robert Walker. The movie, it's not just a job, it's a comic misadventure for Ensign Pulver. 150 Eastern on the Superstation today. Fighting Tartar with regular toothpaste is like trying to dig a hole to China with a teaspoon. That's why Wisdom Tooth says, use Colgate Tartar Control. Colgate's proven 44% better than a regular toothpaste at fighting tartar buildup. 44%. So, to help beat tartar, get Colgate. To go to China, take a jet. Colgate Tartar Control, the wise choice. Good day, class. This is the Mead Pencil Pouch Organizer with color-coordinated features and this incredible pouch. And I know me pouches. It's great for pencils, pens, whatever. Hop out and get one, eh? The Mead Pencil Pouch Organizer. When the U.S. swim team needs eardrops, there's no competition. Murine eardrops. Murine, the official eardrops of the U.S. swim team. All right, and we are back. So, of course, we've, we're going through our top 10 animated vehicles from the 1980s cartoons. And so we've already gone through our top half of the list here. Uh, so the next entry on this list is kind of one of those where I could have gone this series in... I'm talking about Mask here. 
there are so many vehicles you could have put on this, man. There's the Hurricane that was like that, like that teal 57 Chevy with those flames on it. Uh, the Rhino. Uh, oh, man, what was the name of uh, the motorcycle? Honestly, there are so many vehicles that you could have at. And this is kind of one of those where I decided to limit it to one vehicle per series. Because I probably could have filled three or four slots easily on this list with mask vehicles. And I didn't want to do that. And that also one of those things was, if I include Transformers, how many Transformers would I include? Would I include Optimus Prime? I mean, most likely. I mean, more, I, one would include Jazz, maybe Bumblebee, Starscream. Yeah, no. And I could literally just... And that might be a, little, a list later on. Maybe I'll do... Instead of my top 10 Transformers overall, maybe I'll do my top 10 Transformers vehicle modes. So that, and that might be an entirely different list here. But the one I haven't mentioned yet, and the one that's actually going to be our number five entry here, is the Thunderhawk. So that is Matt Tracker's vehicle. So, I mean, why do we pick this one? Because this is one of the most outrageous concepts out there. So, this is a vehicle, right? It's a Camaro. It's a 1980s beautiful Chevy Camaro. And even outside of it, there's so many things that from the 80s that I just absolutely love. And 80, those 80s, mid-80s body Camaros are, oh my goodness, they're beautiful. I love them. They're one of my, some of my favorite cars of all time. I just think they are absolutely gorgeous so already you have this vehicle that's a it's a camaro but then it turns into a plane mode and guys the plane mode on this thing is well it literally just becomes an airplane by flipping out the doors like this thing is take you know that whole airplane wing concept? Well, the the doors literally just make a 90-degree turn from their uh, axis and become literal door wings. And so, they're, so they basically kind of look like bird wings, actually. Just kind of how they're placed and how they're kind of arched because of the body lines of the car. And so here's the kicker. Here's the part that really makes this even more outrageous. Like, you know, much like Jim, it's truly, truly outrageous. The fact that once these doors come up, there's nothing. Like, there's no inner panel that stays with the car. This is an op This becomes an open-air vehicle. So, 80s folks. Oh... There's so many fun concepts. Oh, my God. And I just thought of the... Oh, that Jeep that spits the boat out. And I haven't even... Listened... I haven't looked at some of the... The Venom vehicles. But honestly, Mask itself has so many great vehicles. Even though... Its episodes are basically the same thing with just... Change the names and change everything just slightly up a little bit. But I think just from... A favorite perspective and so many things because one it's a cool car it's a camaro it's an airplane 
it, it's the Thunderhawk, man. I mean, how much more awesome can you get than that? All right, so coming in at number four here, we're going to move into a little bit of the anime territory here. One of our, of course, the Macross Saga was brought over to the U.S. as Robotech. And is there a more iconic uh, cartoon vehicle than the Veritech Fighters? These are state-of-the-art, powerful aircraft. I mean, these are basically like your F-14 Tomcats. But they transform into a, a full robot mode. Because, let's face it, you have anime. I mean, what's better than robot mecha anime? I mean... It's really hard to top it. I mean, mecha anime is my favorite anime of all kind of anime of all time. So anything, and if the robots transform, even better. But the Veritech fighters, of course, Rick Hunters, his is one of the most iconic. Of course, he takes over for Skull One after you know after the de death of Roy Foker. But there's also an assault mode. And that's probably the best thing is the assault mode. It's basically the plane has sprouted arms and legs. So it's basically half transformed, which is so, so cool. And so basically you're flying this plane and you can control arms and legs. You know, the so the back end of the plane where the thrusters are, are in what end up becoming the feet, which help the maneuverability of it. And just this whole entire concept. Now, one thing I did realize, uh, there is a transformer that can accomplish this mode. Um, now, I'm not talking about Jetfire, or Skyfire, whatever you want to call him. Because the, well, the Jetfire toy is a Veritech fighter. Um, there was a licensing agreement there where uh, Hasbro was allowed to use those in their uh, toy line, but obviously we they had to make some uh, changes here for the uh, for the cartoon series so as to avoid some copyright there. Um, so that toy, of course, will do it, but there's also some uh, G2 characters that can do this. Uh, there are some jets in the uh, Transformers G2 series called Space Case and Hooligan. Uh, They're specifically from G2. And I've found that both of them, these are characters I, I had, actually I have, I still own both of these toys to this day. Now, um, Space Case can do it all right. Um, unfortunately, his jet mode is a little too top-heavy to do it properly. But the one that does it best is Hooligan. And he's that same kind of you know F-14-style fighter. He's got wings that actually adjust. And the way that transforms is basically the, the arms, the legs go down, and then the arms can fold out. And it completely, perfectly creates that G2, um, that Veritech fighter mode. And uh, 
I'll, I'll try to take some pictures of the toy this week and demonstrate what I'm talking about here and get those up on the Facebook. So I will definitely take a look at those for I'll get those out there for you. But so that's one of my favorite and that's one of my favorite toys of all time. I love that that G2 character. But I just love the fact that it recreates that Veritech fighter mode. So awesome. All right, so moving on to number three on the list is Voltron, Defender of the Universe. So here's a great one. So first you start with the robot lions. You have a, an entire team of these vehicles, and one, they're giant robotic lions, so already, already we're talking something just that's just absolutely badass. But then you take those five robots and you combine them into a bigger robot. So like I said, first you have a robot and then the robot transforms and the robots now combine to make a bigger robot. So yes, you have already crossed off all of the boxes that constitutes my favorite and you know basically any my favorite anything from Japan. Robots, transforming, combining, even better. Like, and that really hasn't changed for me. Um, just stuff. I mean, even through the later years, I mean, um, just some more modern examples like Gurren Lagann is one of my favorite animes of all time. And there's just so many, especially just the more crazy that the combination sequences get for uh, Gurren Lagann. The more I love it, just the more outrageous the combina the robot combinations get, and honestly, that concept just carries over into stuff like Power Rangers and Super Sentai. Like, I think that's why I love those so much is for the Megazords and those big combiner robots. Oh man, <laughs> there's so many good ones in there. But I think that's why I love Voltron. Voltron is just um awesome then you've got the blazing sword slash those villains up and of course the iconic transformation sequence is just absolutely beautiful it's just one of my favorite things all right so let's move on to number two on this list and this is a show that also has a number of uh, vehicles in it uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and i had some questions here myself like was i going to include the technodrome because that's a vehicle, but it's also a fortress. But then it kind of went into my questions about like Transformers. Would I include individual Transformers? Or could I do city Transformers like Metroplex and Trypticon? Yeah, no, this, this one took me a while to come up with. Uh, of course, there's the Turtle Blimp, which is awesome. I think there's a motorcycle that has like a trash can sidecar. I don't even remember if that made it to the cartoon, but I remember having that toy as a kid. But I think when it comes to vehicles, I mean, I think the most like the most recognizable one and the one that's going to be the most loved is the party wagon. Come on, the turtle van. And honestly, this is one I would like to find I would like to have again as an adult. Because I had this as a kid. You know, it had so many features. Like, 
and I'm pretty sure most of these features were on the show, dude. Like, it had guns. It had, like, the pop-out side door. that had, like, a whole gunner's turret on it. it. Had stuff coming out the roof. Oh, dude. Man, th this thing was just one of my favorite toys as a kid. Uh, and I... Honestly, I wish some of the Ninja Turtles stuff I hadn't got rid of as a kid. Uh, but that was one of those ones that that just through time and um yeah even going back to some of the stuff I talked about earlier like Power Rangers those robots and stuff also regret getting rid of those as a kid maybe not so much the action the figures themselves but the, but the Megazords yeah should have kept those but yeah no the turtle van the party wagon uh that is just one of my favorites. I have so, uh, I have so many good memories just of that vehicle as a kid. Oh, so much fun! But now we get to number one, and now you're thinking, what could top the list? Um, and for me, I think this is one that's I've come to love this one more as an adult than anything else. Just when you kind of break it down. And if there's a series that has had so many vehicles to pick from over its entire span of life is uh, G.I. Joe. And let's face it, there are so many, so many vehicles. And to be fair, most of the vehicles I had were from the 90s. And a lot of them were featured in the Deke era. Um, stuff like the General, uh, the Locust Helicopter, the Battle Wagon. That may be my favorite G.I. Joe vehicle ever. But for the purpose of this list, we're going to pick another vehicle because the Battle Wagon was featured in the 90s. And if this was a list of, and this was a 90s cartoon podcast, this would be the top choice here. But no, no, no. But when you look at the original 80s cartoon G.I. Joe series... My favorite vehicle is neither a G.I. Joe vehicle or a Cobra vehicle. It's a Dreadnought vehicle. The Thunder Machine. That's right. Thrasher's hybrid. What the heck is this? This is a... So, just follow along here, folks. So, the front end... This thing has the, you know, the front lights and the, the hood of an 80s Pontiac Firebird. But then you get to the middle. Like, the, the cab section, it's clearly the cab of a pickup truck. Probably some kind of, you know, big-bodied 80s Chevy truck. But then the back area, there's no truck bed there's no car trunk. There is a massive jet engine on it. So already, somebody came up, had to come up with those. Oh, uh, and I've actually seen some a thunder machine. I've seen pictures of it. I I wish it had been at Dragon Con last year, but I I I don't know I thought somebody i think somebody said um whoever built that real life thunder machine the the vehicle 
uh, was inoperable at one point, uh, so they weren't actually able to bring it last year. Um, so hopefully it's fixed up and brings it into the f in the future for the parade. Oh, dude, but this vehicle is just... To me, this is just so out there. It's an insane vehicle. So basically, you have an all basically you have an all-terrain Firebird with a jet engine. I don't know, and just for some reason, just it's one of those just far out there concepts for a vehicle. And let's face it, GI Joe has so many vehicles you can pick from, but it's like, all right, what do you call? And what do you call the most iconic of it? I mean, you know, you've got your your Sky Strikers. Uh, the his tanks are pretty recognizable. I guess that's the thing with most of the G.I. Joe vehicles of, of that time. They were more closer to military standard. So I think having something that stuck out, I think, the, and that's why I love the Thunder Machine so much. It's so unique. Uh, the Dreadnought Swamp Fires are kind of the same thing. Think like a jet ski with a helicopter engine on it. And little pontoons on the side. Man, oh. Uh, the Thunder Machine and its driver Thrasher. But yeah, this thing is a... It's literally... Probably one of the most souped-up sports cars you can come up with in the 80s. Ooh, man. And I think because it's such a unique vehicle... And the fact that it's a bad guy's vehicle, too really just gives it this just incredible factor to it. But there you go, folks. There are my top 10 80s animated vehicles of all time. Uh, so, of course, uh, thank you for joining us on this journey here. Of course, please uh, subscribe to the podcast on all of your favorite platforms. Uh, check us out on social media, and we'll see you next time.